This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today's Thursday, January 23rd. It is. This is is episode 281. The 23rd is also my youngest child's birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Lydia. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I hope you have a really good day. I'm just going to say it right now. Yeah. 300 is coming close. It is. Yeah. We've (laughs) got a few months. Yeah, but it's still like. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought what's. Five years ago? No, almost seven. Almost six? Almost almost a full six. We're, we'll be heading into season seven in April. Yeah, that's a long time. It's a doesn't, little It doesn't seem like that. No, it doesn't seem that long. It's been it's been a fun ride. I've, I've enjoyed and almost all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Dan, which parts have you not enjoyed? Well, there was this one Christian guy we had calling oh, yeah. one time that I ended up yelling at. and Tim. Yes. I yeah. feel a little bad. No, when he started going off on that anti-vax stuff and we we're trying to show numbers and he's like, well, I got him vaccinated anyway. He's like, what the fuck are you, <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> then what the fuck are you even talking about? <sighs> Why did you even bring it up? I think, I think he was lying. I think he, I think he didn't. And then our reaction was so strong that he's like, oh, well, uh, may, uh no, I still did it anyway. Like. Even though I don't agree with it, I still like that just doesn't make sense. But then he painted himself into a nondescript version of Christianity that only he could describe. And if we tried to describe something, it was not correct because that's not the kind of Christianity he's involved with. Yeah. Yeah. Like off in his own little world. Yeah. Just sailing the seas of dipshittery, I guess. I don't know. I don't know either. It was it was interesting. It was an interesting discussion. Uh, What have you been doing over the last week? Well. I built my table I talked about building. I know. It's looking very good so yeah. far. So, funny story. Mm-hmm. Well, the the whole table process went good. Yeah. Uh, besides running out of epoxy on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, I had to buy more yesterday. Does the Is the epoxy just clear and you add stuff to it or do you yeah, buy so, like colored epoxy? So, it's clear epoxy. Then, for the middle of it, I have um, uh, copper. Mm-hmm. Like powder, mm-hmm. that's the coloring, and it's actually for makeup, for women's makeup. Mm. But it's the same stuff they make epoxy coloring, which costs ten times the price. Oh, wow. so you just buy the stuff that women buy to make their own makeup, uh, and put it in there to color it. So I ran out of epoxy, had to get more, so I had to wait till today to do the top on it, and uh, was going good. Got everything poured on there and I'm letting it kind of drip over the sides and do its thing. And you got to come to it and scrape off the bottom every once in a while because you don't want little danglies. You don't want little testicles hanging off the whole bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, when you mix a two-part epoxy together, it warms up. Yeah. Chemical reaction. Chemical reaction. Exothermic. Yeah. yeah. And it's a real slow exothermic reaction. It takes about six hours for it to get to its, it's a slow curing epoxy I'm using. 
So needless to say, the puddle of epoxy that was in my little catch thing below it was room or body temperature. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to reach a part of the table to scrape off and I put my hand down and I'm scraping. Then I look down, I'm like, oh shit. Got my whole hand. In my a whole hand of epoxy. <laughs> is just covered in fucking epoxy. And I'm like, oh, this doesn't come off easy. No. no. Do you have like a solvent you use for it or? Um, I tried. Yeah. I tried soap. Uh-huh. I tried uh, 409. Uh-huh. I tried alcohol. Um, and then I just started putting salt on my hands. Salt? Because I figured if I had something gritty uh-huh. for the epoxy to grab a hold of, because uh-huh. when I put the soap on, I'm really slick. Yeah. When the soap wore off, I was like sticking to myself and like, it just, my hands were turning white from trying to get it off. And I'm like, I tried to grab a piece of plastic and scrape the epoxy off my hands. And my grandfather and father always just used gas for everything. It was, it was the universal solvent. Like it smelled like a chemical reaction was happening for me putting so much shit on my hands. <laughs> and it reminds me of why I should wear gloves sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, but eventually I just got it so soaked up and so much shit in there and the towel. And it probably took me a good hour of scraping and rubbing my hands. Just to get it all off. To get it all off. And yeah. So lesson learned. Watch where I put my hands when making an epoxy <laughs> table. Yeah. That's the only mishap I had. So hopefully it'll all be dry in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then it just needs to sit for like, well, from the start of pouring till the end, about 72 hours till it's finally like at its final cure. So I don't want to put it out in the TV room yet mm-hmm. because dogs will put their paws all over it and mm-hmm. still make marks in it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it looks neat. I, I'm liking the way it's looking. Cool. I'm I'm excited to see the finished product. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff. I, I neglected to inform everybody about some things last week or in the week before. Uh-oh. Um, I finally got that new faucet installed in the, in the <laughs> yeah. kitchen a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and there was very little cursing and it didn't take me as long as I thought it would be like, I got all the tools I needed. I laid them out where they needed to be. I put on some tunes. Tracy left. <laughs> that's and i just did it like she came back in after a little while when i was close to done and was handing me tools here and there but yeah and i laid out a nice little cushy mat for myself underneath there so i didn't have bruises all over my back from climbing under the sink yeah that went well uh got new glasses that keep fucking up man <laughs> i we went to the eye doctor i got new glasses because it's been more than a year since i got my first mm-hmm. pair I decided to get two pair because the pair that I had for a little over a year, the lenses were just so scratched that it was everything, everywhere I looked, everything just kind of had like a halo and streaks of light and everything. I'm almost convinced when you spend that extra like $150 to get that anti-scratch coating on them, it doesn't do shit. Yeah, no, I I spent that on the first pair and it didn't do anything. I still spent it on the the new pairs also, but (laughs) so, but I get these new glasses and so I might need to back up a little bit here because I should tell you all also about my birthday party on Sunday. We had the family party. You got so drunk you couldn't see? The double the double ginger <laughs> birthday party, me and Lydia, because her my birthday's the twenty first, hers is the twenty third. And so we do a double birthday party every year with the whole family. So the whole family comes over, we have a nice family party, whatever, and then at one point, you know, as people start leaving and it's the 
younger family members who are more into partying, we all realize, oh, hey, most of us don't have to work tomorrow because of Martin Luther King Day. So uh, maybe we should break out some drinks. (laughs) So we started drinking and then we drank more and more. And then we decided we should drink more on top of that because that (laughs) sounded like a great idea. And then we broke out the Jägermeister and got really, really drunk. I... I don't remember like the last two hours or so of that night. Like, like I, I just, I remember waking up in the morning and thinking, oh shit, I don't remember going to bed last night. How did I get into bed? What did I do between the last thing that I can remember and waking up now? And I always set my glasses on my nightstand right next to where my phone charges. So I go to, so I get out of bed and I'm, I feel like shit. Like obviously I drank way too much. I'm still a little bit drunk and already (laughs) the hangover is settling in, but I put my glasses on and instantly I had this moment of panic where I was like, I fucked up my eyesight. I drank so much that I fucked myself up. I don't know what the fuck I did. Maybe I damaged my glasses. So I pull my glasses off. And sure as shit, I have the kind of glasses where the bottom frame on, not on these ones, but on the other ones, the, the frame itself is there, but it has the like no frame bottom on yeah. the lenses where it's just like a plastic little piece. It's a, yeah, it's a little connector thing yeah. that, that keeps the lens in there. And apparently at some point in the evening, the lens popped out of my glasses and it may have been, it may, <laughs> may have been when I was in the backyard talking to Tracy's brother and sister, you know, while they're out there smoking and I was just vaping, hanging out with them. And I went wandering into the yard and just, Tracy said, I just face planted. Like (laughs) I didn't, there was no attempt to stop the fall or anything. It was just timber. And I just like flat on my face into the snow in the backyard. And then I was so drunk that I tried to get up and I'm on my hands and knees and I was so drunk that I couldn't even manage that and fell flat on my face again. Like my arms just gave out and buckled under me. And I just dove head first into the snow again. Did I don't you remember find any, any dog poop? No, no, luckily. Cause the dogs all pretty much poop on, you know, they, they poop away from most stuff, but yeah, it was, it was not a good thing, I guess. <laughs> And then there are a bunch of videos from Tracy and her brother of other people at the party. I'm in one of the videos, but the others are like Tracy's brother's fiance in the kitchen and they're like twerking and stuff, and just <laughs> dancing around. And I don't have any memory of that at all. So yeah, she said, but I, I didn't vomit, which is nice. Yeah. She said, I did crawl on all fours into the bathroom. <laughs> And asked her to open the toilet for me in case I vomited, but apparently that never happened. And then I just went to bed. But I, then I found the lens for my glass on the bed, though, which Did is you weird. Fall so. asleep with them on your face, probably, and like roll over them, or no, no. She huh. said, she said I pretty much undressed myself. She helped me a little bit, but you know, I set my glasses to the side and everything. Like she had no idea, and so it, it was probably stuck to your cheek from when you fell <laughs> the entire time, and then just. <laughs> unpeeled from your cheek in the middle of the night (laughs) it got shit got weird though i just i was way way too drunk haven't been that drunk for for quite some time and i just i shouldn't do it because then i just felt like ass all day long yeah a good jaeger party is can be not a good party sometimes yeah and we drank a lot we drank so much i like going back and thinking about all the different drinks i had and made for other people and everything there was there was a sufficient amount of alcohol consumed 
Well, I saw the photo of the Jaeger bottle saying, so-and-so, that's for Jaeger. Mm -hmm. Then I saw the picture the next day of it. Like, <laughs> like ooh. And it's not a little bottle of Jaeger. It's the no, yeah, and that, that was just Jaeger. between the four of us, and yeah. that was on top of the other cocktails we were having between shots of Jaeger. And oh, you're just doing sh you, that was entirely shots. Oh yeah, that was just shots. We didn't oh. mix. There were no mixed Jaeger drinks. That was just shots of Jaeger. That's a lot of Jaeger shots. Uh huh. A lot of Jaeger shots. I, I do remember being so drunk that when I tried to pour a couple of the shots, I kept missing the shot glasses as I was trying to pour them and had to keep cleaning the counter because I was just getting Jaeger uh, all over. I didn't spill very much, but like I couldn't fill a shot glass without spilling some onto the counter. Because I had a good time. Yeah. Apparently. I, rem I, I had fun for all the parts that I can remember, and then apparently I had fun for the parts but that I don't can. remember either. So that, that worked well. <laughs> So there was the debate that I had earlier this year, my first yeah. formal debate with me and Greg Clark against mm -hmm. Jeff Durbin and the other fuckface, James White. Yeah, James yeah. White. And last week I got an email from Jason Wallace, who is the pastor here locally, who had arranged the debate. And okay. he said that Durbin and White are coming back into town, I uh. think in June, and he's hoping to set up another debate. And he said, but... If I recall correctly, I seem to remember you saying something during the debate about, had you known it was presuppositionalists, you, you may not have accepted. So I understand if you don't want to participate, but you know, they'd really like to talk to you again and, uh, and maybe we can set this up. And if not, do you know anybody who'd be interested? And I haven't like, replied yet, but when I do reply, it's probably going to be a no because they're not, I, I'm interested. They're not in, honest in their debate. Yeah. Well, and I'm interested in somebody who, you know, feels firm in their position, but isn't going to try to handicap the other person by saying you showing up here proves me right. Like, yeah. Like that's just a bullshit tactic. That's it's just garbage. They're not interested in the truth. They think they have the truth. And so they're not going to examine anything else yeah. and that's it. And that's, that's just a waste of everybody's fucking time. So I will probably say no to that. And I can't think of anybody else who may want to debate them. If you're, if you're local in the audience and you would like to debate, <laughs> Jeff Durbin and James White, send me a message and let me know. And I'll, I'll hook you up with Pastor Wallace and maybe we can set that up for you. I just personally am not all that interested in doing it. So. See, like with their platform, why don't they debate another religion? They have. So typically when they come in, they do, they do a bunch of different oh, things. And usually there is a them versus Judaism or yeah, well, usually it's Mormons because we're okay. in Utah. So yeah, it's, yeah, you know, talking about how false the, the Mormon religion is, and not that I disagree with that, but like, like yours isn't any more true. Yeah, they're yeah, it's they're they're arguing which superhero is their favorite, basically. <laughs> like yeah. nobody cares. It's and it's people who who buy into that bullshit are the people that it seems to matter to, and. Like you don't need anybody else there for that. Just have them talk to those people. That's, that's fine. You know, go do your wacky shit together. I don't care, but don't try to force that shit on anybody else. Yeah. Don't tell anybody else that they're sinners and depraved and need to be saved through you because you're not interested in what's true. It's just a line of bullshit like, and it's a waste of everybody's time. So. Like the video of the crazy lady in the, the grocery store that came out this week. Oh Yeah. Oh, you didn't see that one? I did not. I, oh, oh, no, I did. Yeah, it was, everyone was posting was it. That a, it looked like it was in a Target, I think. Well, they they named the store. It was like a store that was local to that area. Oh, I okay. can't remember what it was called. 
But yeah, the, lady's the, like, the lady was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> How dare you talk to me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that lady. <laughs> like she was, she, I think at one point she told the guy, she's, he's, he said like, hey, you can't be talking like that here. She goes, it's my job to talk like this. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> and I have Jesus, so fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, I was glad she got arrested. Yeah, uh, I think she's probably in need of some... Mental psychological help. Psychological help, yes. Yeah. For sure. She, she, uh, her, her elevator didn't go all the way to the top floor. It didn't even leave the basement. <laughs> so there was all of that. I did go to the doctor today because I've had tendonitis. I think I mentioned it on the show. Uh, and uh, they took an x-ray today and found out that I do have a bone spur, a heel mm. spur that is aggravating that. Ooh, so more. you and Trump got something in common. Oh, uh, well... <laughs> I have I have actual evidence and a doctor <laughs> who showed this to me, not just I know what I got to had now. Oh, okay. <laughs> my daddy says he'll he'll fix this for me. Um but so that's yeah, I've I've had tendonitis in my right Achilles for more than six months now. When I went into the doctor, he's like, Oh yeah, I think the last time I saw you was June and I'm like, Wow, I didn't realize it had been that long and I should tell you that around Thanksgiving, it got so bad that I couldn't walk. Like I needed a crutch and people to help me move around the house. And that was really bad. And then it just kind of comes and goes. And so I'm like, obviously I'm doing something wrong, but I don't know what it is. So I'm hoping you can tell me what I'm doing wrong and what I need to do going forward. Mainly it stems from, uh, just a lot of sports when I was younger and weightlifting and my calves are really big. He said, I know a lot of people who would pay for your calves <laughs> because it's like, really how much? <laughs> because I do have very nice calves, but they're because the muscle is so big. And because I've been a desk jockey now forever, just, you know, writing code and, and working in the IT industry, not really getting a whole lot of activity. The muscles have started to just tense up. Mm. They haven't, I haven't lost much muscle mass, but I'm not nearly those, those muscles aren't as pliable as they used to be. And so it's just constantly pulling on my Achilles tendon. And he said that the bone spur developed because it's so tight that it's pulling, you know, the tendon is pulling bone, bone away. Up. And oh. so then it's like recalcifying behind it where it's pulling the bone away. And that's what is causing the bone spur. So good design there. I need to get a rad rod. <laughs> And basically <laughs> he said, I need to massage my calf muscle. Like I'm kneading dough with my rad rod so that it will loosen up and just tell Tracy so to much. start punching the shit out of you. <laughs> she would be oh so happy to do that more than willing. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about and we'll do that when we get back on the other side of this little break. Okay. Hey gang, this is Jack Materko from four infernal use only and the naked diner podcast. And you are listening to the godless revolution. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. Hi. All right, so, uh, yes, this building is a yeshiva, but have you ever noticed that there is an inscription over the door that is incredibly highly creepy? Mm. What does it mean? Don't you know? You're Jewishy. Oh, not by choice. Hey, come on. Religion is dumb as fuck, all right? It's racist, it's sexist, there's no money in it anymore. Who needs it? Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. 
the football guy on the yeah. team that you like. Uh, See, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you said the team I like because I never claim they're my team. Oh, yeah. I hate when people do that. Who's your team? Like, I, I don't own a team. I, I'm, I don't, a, yeah, I'm like, not a wealthy person. I, if they win or lose, <laughs> I really don't get anything out of it. So I like to watch a certain but, team because yeah. I'm from the area. Yeah. But I will support that team. I, and I really have a vested interest in this. Be, ha- be happy for them when they win. But uh, yeah, my life isn't dependent on it. So <laughs> they're not mine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Brett Favre, apparently. Brett Favre, you're going back to fucking, what, eight years? So I forgot to mention in the opening that I'm really, really fucking tired. (laughs) Uh, the, the tendonitis kept me up last, well, Tracy was really restless, woke me up at like two, and then she's kind of flopping around and bouncing around, and I couldn't get back to sleep, and then my tendonitis was hurting. So I've been awake for a very long time and didn't get a whole lot of sleep, and I'm, I'm a little punchy. Just, just really tired. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't mean Brett Favre. I don't even know why I said that. Like the guy's name is right. right. Fucking <laughs> Aaron Rodgers <laughs> decided uh, that he was going to reject Christianity, or or he's decided or this he, quite a while ago and recently he talked. Voiced about it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He voiced his opinion openly on Danica Patrick's podcast, which is his girlfriend. Yes, and he basically just said. Well, we'll we'll go through the article here. This comes to us from Patheos on Michael Stone's blog. Uh, says Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers rejects Christianity. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers explains why he rejects Christianity by questioning the morality of a god who would send people to hell. Recently, Rodgers sat down with girlfriend Danica Patrick for an interview on her Pretty Intense podcast. During the interview, Rodgers noted that religious superstition can be a crutch, adding that Christianity is quote. Something that people have to have to make themselves feel better, end quote. Rogers also noted that Christianity is a problematic binarying system explaining, quote, It's saved and unsaved. It's heaven and hell. It's enlightened and heathen. It's holy and righteous and sinner and filthy. And I think that makes a lot of people feel better about themselves. You know, I got Jesus and, you know, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. Discussing his rejection of Christianity, Rogers declared, I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants to condemn most of the planet to a fiery hell. Like what type of loving, sensitive, omnipresent, omnipotent being wants to condemn most of his beautiful creation to a fiery hell? And just kind of goes on from there. But he, we, we watched the clip of him talking about this with Danica Patrick. And it sounds like he's not necessarily an atheist per se, but he, like, if anything, I would say he's maybe a deist. Yeah. Because He, he said that he has, you know, he has found his own spirituality. spirituality. And I know a lot of people in the public eye, a lot of celebrities will often say, you know, I'm, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual because nobody fucking knows what that means. It could mean anything like yeah. that's, that's a placeholder for you to project your own thoughts and desires of what you want this person to be. Like at one point he did say, he's like, I got to meet the Dalai Lama and that was incredible. That was an incredible moment in my life and stuff. So, I mean, he still idolizes people like that, that obviously, have that just uh, seem to be caring, caring individuals and, and follow, I guess, well, the Dalai Lama doesn't really follow. I guess he's, it's, he, he's kind of deistic. I mean, well, he's a Buddhist Buddhist. Yeah, yeah. But Buddhists don't have like a God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Buddhism. It depends on your flavor. Well, of Buddhism, yeah. But it's, yeah, there's, there's no heaven and hell and all of that. It's just personal enlightenment yeah, primarily and reincarnation and yeah, there's a lot of wooey stuff attached to it, but it's not the most, it's not the most terrible religion out there for sure. I would agree. Um, 
but yeah, it's, uh, so it, it sounds like he's not an atheist, but still thinks there may be a higher power. He didn't expressly say that, but he didn't say that there's not. And he said that, you yeah. know, he's, he's figured out his own kind of spirituality and, so. and, he, and he doesn't need Christianity and pretty much rejected Christianity yeah. in a whole. Yeah. Well, and then there was a follow-up story to all of this. Uh, because of his rejection of Christianity, apparently his family is very upset. And I didn't realize him and his family had a falling out a number of years ago, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. This was all news to me. Yeah. But I mean, I don't really follow the Packers or celebrities in general a whole lot. I mean, I follow Aaron Rodgers. I, like he, he was doing on Facebook for a while where he's doing good deeds for other people. Uh-huh. Like he would take kids out there having a bad time, take them out fishing and go and doing something fun with them. Just kind of talking to him in like in a therapeutic kind of way. And I'm like, that was awesome. I, I loved getting to see him. I want to be a role model for you. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It was like kids that'd be like, yeah, my father died of a drug overdose or, you know, I'm, I was orphaned and kids that are my just kind of selling her ass for crack on the road. Pretty much kids that got a bad deal in life. And he's like, Hey, you might've gotten a bad deal in life, but don't let that affect you. You can still go on and be a great person and do great stuff. And yeah. Yeah, uh, this comes to us from Yahoo Entertainment as a follow-on to uh, the, not Brett Favre, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rogers story. <laughs> uh, his family is dismayed by the quarterback's comment on religion as their feud continues. Aaron Rodgers' comments about his Christian upbringing and questioning his faith have raised a lot of eyebrows, especially those of his estranged family. During an intimate conversation with girlfriend Danica Patrick on her pretty intense podcast, Green Bay Packers quarterback said that he had trouble connecting with his religious community as a child. Uh, and he talks about, you know, he didn't really, wasn't into all the church and all that kind of stuff. Uh, story continues and says Rogers 36 has been estranged from his family, including bachelorette star Jordan Rogers for several years. He's not spoken publicly about the reasons behind the estrangement, but the insider tells people that religion is a part of it. Quote, the feeling is that Aaron has really turned his back on them, says the insider. There's clearly a lot more to it, but that's how he is perceived by his family. His comments are very hurtful to the family, says the insider, who says that the family, quote, still loves Aaron very much, but disagrees with him about fundamental things. They have these times where things start to thaw out, but then something like this happens and then it's back to square one. It's sad. It's like the family thinks they're being attacked because he doesn't like Christianity. Yeah, they're not the victims here. They're victimizing him for speaking his mind and voicing his opinion publicly. Like this, this isn't saying my family are a yeah. bunch of idiots or my family are terrible people. It's you know, I don't, I, I don't need Christianity. I don't need Christianity in my life. I don't need religion in my yeah. life. They might. He hasn't, he didn't say anything well, about yeah, his he family. Didn't, the only thing he mentioned in there while growing up with it was saying that when he was a kid and, you know, going to church seemed like it was a, you're just gone, waiting for it to be over with so he can get home and watch the second game of the day. And then when he was in high school, he's like, he went to another church on Mondays, he said, I think. What it was yeah, like, youth, like youth something. Yeah. It's like where you could, you could, everyone was accepted. It didn't matter who you were, what you were dressed like. Everyone was there to have a good time. And everyone was, you know, kind of like more of a community. But on Sunday, certain people weren't invited. You had to be dressed a certain way. You had to look a certain way. You had to act a certain way in order to go to church on Sundays. Like, he's like, mm -hmm. I didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he talked about, you know, going to that youth, whatever it was. Yeah. And, and saying that, you know, he met, this one cool Christian <laughs> who swore sometimes and talked about Jesus in a different kind of way. And so I think, 
it kind of opened his eyes into being more of a skeptic and that you didn't have to believe in a, a you know, you didn't have to, your set of beliefs didn't have to mirror exactly those of everybody else around yeah. you. You know, they, it was possible to view religion through a different lens and not be a dick to people. And it sounds <laughs> like he probably also liked that group because they got to go out and do, they would so say they traveled to other countries and built homes for them yeah. and did all that kind of stuff and getting to do. Where you actually feel like, hey, I'm actually doing something. Yeah, did a, versus, did a lot of work in communities yeah. to help improve the lives of other people. Versus having a prayer circle on Sunday. <laughs> Story continues and says, in a 2017 interview with the New York Times, the family patriarch, Ed Rogers, said that, quote, fame can change things, and that Aaron allegedly stopped talking to his family members at the end of 2014, shortly after he began, after he began dating actress Olivia Munn. And you'll, maybe you know, but I, it's... It's my recollection that Olivia Munn is absolutely an atheist. I think so, because, well, I've I've just watched her do, like, the Nerdist type stuff when she's uh, talking about the pop culture things. Yeah. And, yeah, she never seemed very religious from yeah, the I interviews seem, I've seen I with her. I recall and... reading something a while ago that she, that she's an atheist. Um, story says that during the Pretty Intense podcast, Rogers told Patrick he's gone down a path to a quote, different type of spirituality end quote, that is more meaningful to him than what he experienced as a child. I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants to condemn most people yeah. or most of the planet to a fiery hell. What type of loving we've already done all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it bothered me that his family apparently gets so upset that he voices an opinion like, and they're probably the kind of people also who refer to other people as snowflakes who need safe probably. spaces and the world's just too PC, but yet they demand it of everybody who and, and doesn't they, believe the same way they do. And they get offended when their name isn't even fucking mentioned mm -hmm. yeah. because their son, who's the famous one in the family, doesn't like Christianity. Oh, we were we're just so starting offended. to maybe get along again and you had to say that Christianity isn't for you. Well, fuck, fuck that. Yeah pretty much what it sounds like yeah religion that great uniting force that we hear about all the time the family's more of a get in line or get the fuck out <laughs> uh talking about kind of dumb people <laughs> i saw this story about conor mcgregor yeah earlier this week who undoubtedly is a very talented ufc fighter oh yeah he he kicks the shit out of people well, really he, quick he, he won the latest thing in what 40 seconds yeah i heard that he just basically went out there fucking gave the guy like a knee to the fucking face and knocked his ass out. Yeah. I didn't see that was done. I didn't, I didn't see, see any of it, but I, I, you know, just from hearing other people talk about him, I know that he's very good at what he does Yeah, of hitting other people. <laughs> and he's really good at hitting other people to the point where he's done it a few times when he wasn't supposed to do it and has gotten in a lot of trouble. Yes. He's, I've heard he is a bit of a hothead. Yeah. I remember a I, loud mouth. I remember when I saw the video of him throwing a chair through a bus window of his rival. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I might've seen that video. Yeah. He got in a little bit of ago. trouble for that yeah. one. Yeah. But apparently he took to Twitter to say that Donald Trump is a phenomenal president. And I would agree with that sentiment based on context. He's phenomenally, phenomenally inept, phenomenally corrupt, phenomenally ill-prepared for the position yeah. that he holds. But apparently that's not what Connor meant. Uh, the story says that Conor McGregor, the famed ultimate fighting championship fighter, took to Twitter on Monday to praise Donald Trump, who was celebrating his three-year anniversary since being sworn into office. Quote, phenomenal president, McGregor said. He posted an image of a goat 
which is widely known to mean greatest of all Mm -hmm. time. Most certainly one of them anyway, as he sits atop the shoulders of many amazing giants that came before him. No easy feat, and he spelled feet wrong. <laughs> Early stages of term also incredible. Congrats and happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day, America. McGregor's post was in response to Trump pointing out that it was his three-year anniversary in office on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is a totally fucking stupid. Did you? Oh my God. Did you see the interview with Kellyanne Conway? I did not see it. Where I, they asked her what Donald Trump was doing for Martin Luther King. I, I saw it pop up, but I never actually played it. Oh my God. It's just so bad. Like, like apparently nobody at the white house gave it even a scintilla of thought at all that it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And what is the president doing to celebrate this? Because obviously he's not going to be because he doesn't give a fuck. He he obviously didn't join the uh, Democrats to go on that walk to commemorate Martin Luther King. No, he, so her, her response started out as, oh, well, uh, he uh, is doing a, a lot of things and he agrees with a lot of the, uh, sentiment that Martin Luther King Jr. put out there, but you know, then you have these Democrats who just attack him all day, and then it just <laughs> like she went on this little tirade like, totally of he's, he's off the, the rails rant about impeachment, and don't like that wasn't at all what we asked you, no. Ms. Conway. But she was just completely unprepared and caught flat-footed. It was it was fun to see her stumble a bit because she's usually so polished and smooth in all of the bullshit that she spews. On another note. How has her husband not divorced her yet? They are like complete 180 opposite. Her husband is bashing Trump daily and she's fucking sucking Trump's dick. Well, George Conway's still a conservative. I mean, he's still a Republican. He's just not, he's not one of the new, uh, fashy Republicans. No, he's, <laughs> he's, he's not a fascist as much as. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say he's a Democrat, Donald but he, yeah, he's cronies. He fucking hammers on Trump. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's still a conservative with a lot of really terrible ideas about how the world should operate. At least they're not as terrible as Donald Trump. Yeah. And he's not afraid to call Donald Trump out on a lot of the bullshit that he does and his wife too, by yeah. proxy. So it's, I don't know. It's there, there's gotta be some really uncomfortable dinners <laughs> at the Conway house. I think. Unless it's a scheme they have going like, Hey, <laughs> the more we're in the media, the more we can take over control. <laughs> yeah. But of course, Donald Trump used Martin Luther King Jr. Day to try to make himself look better. You know, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't anything about celebrating black history and civil rights and the work that Dr. King did. Hey, no, look, he had I've to, been president for three years. Oh, by the way. Yeah, he had to turn it around and, and say, it was exactly three years ago today, January 20th, 2017. Did, did, did you know that's a date a lot of people didn't know that? <laughs> that I was sworn into office. Trump wrote on Monday, so appropriate that today is also MLK Jr. Day. African-American unemployment is the lowest in the history of our country by far. Also, best poverty, youth, and employment numbers ever. Great. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. It's just, it's so embarrassing. And I have watched hours and hours of the impeachment stuff, but I, uh, it's it's all the same stuff that we heard in the House. Because? They're not allowed to give new information. Yeah. And Republicans have voted repeatedly over and over and over and over again to not allow any new evidence, new testimony, new witnesses. Well, we might do that later. You know, we'll have to see if what we hear here, you know, compels us that maybe we do need some more information. So they voted. No, they didn't want any new evidence. 
And then I read an article earlier today saying that they're now complaining that they're not hearing anything new in this. Yeah. When asked by reporters, you know, uh, is what you're hearing in the Senate chambers and, and the arguments being put forth, are they, are they making you rethink anything? And they're all, no, I, you know, I haven't heard any new evidence or anything that would make me change my opinion. Fucker, you don't, denied you it. said you don't want any new evidence. Yeah. You've denied new evidence being brought. And now you're complaining that you're not hearing any new evidence. Pull your head out of your ass. And apparently they're not paying attention most of the day either. Oh yeah. Which, yeah, there have been reports of them wandering off to the cloakroom or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah, just like their room to go. I, I figured they're like, well, they're not in there just to look at jackets. No, <laughs> they're they're in there to get some coffee. Yeah, or just bullshit. Like, yeah. it's really frustrating to to watch this whole process go down because it's just hours and hours and hours of Democrats talking about all of the terrible things Donald Trump did and. You know, we'd like to give you more evidence, but you haven't allowed us to do that yet. We'd love to hear from John Bolton. We'd love to hear from Pompeo. We'd love to hear from Mick Mulvaney. But the, you you haven't voted to allow us to subpoena yeah. them or bring them here. You know, uh, John Bolton has said that he'll go if he's subpoenaed, but the Republicans are, are not so far allowing any new well, evidence. And they keep saying they want to go like the Clinton trial did. Well, yeah. in the Clinton trial, they had witnesses. Yeah. They did a vote. They said, okay, yep, we, we, we will allow witnesses. And they had them. Problem here is if they go down the line and they have another vote to allow witnesses, Democrats and Republican side only get X number of hours to debate their side. So if they w get done with their three days, their 24 hours of debating, and they go, okay, we'll allow witnesses now, but your 24 hours is up. So it's only our witnesses that we can yeah, bring so, in here. Yeah, so we can't even, you can't even bring up any information from them. You can't. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the rules dictate there. Like, I, I don't know how, I don't know the process that they've laid out as far as when they will hold other votes to see if they want more evidence or not. But Well, because the way McConnell said, we'll wait till the end to do the vote on witnesses. But you only gave each side so much time to talk. Well, he said, maybe once that we'll time have to is vote up, to up. extend the time for people to come in if we do want witnesses, and then we can just extend the process. And yeah, it's just it's frustrating because they're the Republicans are all in the bag for Trump. Like it doesn't matter what he's done, and if he is acquitted, he's going to say he's totally exonerated. Yeah, and then the next really fucking shitty thing that he does is going to be on the heads of all of these Republicans. And I'm sure their answer when he does something, because it's not a question of if we already know it's when, because he's a monster, when he does something else, they're going to justify it as, well, no, I still think my vote in the Senate during impeachment was appropriate because, you know, there just didn't seem to be enough evidence to do whatever. Yeah. And it, we're going to go round and round and round and round and round. It's just really frustrating to see the, the deadlock in the Senate over all of this and how dug in the Republican senators are on just wanting to clear the president. Yeah. And I think it'd be really interesting. Like if someone like Mulvaney just said, fuck it, I'm going to go on the news and say what I need to say. Oh, Mulvaney never would. I'm hoping Bolton will. Or Bolton. One of the, um, it'd be cool if any of those people that, that would be, if they'd be willing to just go, fuck it, I'm going to go and say my fucking piece. Yeah. 
and deal yeah, with it. Great. Yeah, just pull a Lev Parnas and give an yeah. interview to Rachel Maddow or the New York Times or Washington Post or you know any news outlet that can that has a large platform for people to hear the information the public that he wants to, see to share. It and yeah. sway Republicans be like, oh shit, the public got to hear all this. It's in the public realm now. So if it's in the public realm, it's part of the fucking trial. Yeah. Well, and that would be if they allow that new evidence to be presented during the impeachment. Well, I'm saying they won't, it won't have to be in put as evidence in the impeachment. If it's changing public opinion and they'll vote with the public opinion on their side a little well, bit, I and, think. And apparently, I mean, from all of the polling I've seen, most people want there to be yeah. witnesses and evidence introduced. And in most it. people want them removed. Yeah. And, but that, that hasn't swayed Republican senators so no. far. So I don't, it's just. I, so I, I haven't, I don't, I think I only watched like an hour or two of it today because it's just the same stuff that I've heard in the house. And yeah, I mean, we know how the vote is going to go. If they were to hold the vote today, the Republicans are not going to vote to impeach him or remove him from office. I doubt that they'll vote to, you know, allow any more evidence. I really hope that they do. I, that would be amazing if they do. I just, I don't see it happening. I, I did find it interesting this morning when I was watching it though, that they brought up, um, what the framers meant as impeachment by reading all of their like writings on it from the Federalist Papers, from their notes and everything. Oh yeah, well, and the stuff from Madison completely yeah. blows away all of the shit that Jay Sekulow is saying. Yeah, and that, that's what I was like because they know they're going to bring up this is not an impeachable offense. Well, they just fucking read it to you today. Yeah, like according to what the founders had. Yes, this is definitely a fucking impeachable offense. Yeah, yeah, Sekulow and Dershowitz and Pat Cipollone are just some of the worst. <laughs> Some of the worst people out there, uh, Dershowitz, I don't understand. Like it's the only thing I can figure there is that he's really happy about Trump and the moves that he's made in Israel and, oh. you know, moving the embassy and all of that kind of stuff. I, that's the only thing that I can think of as to why Dershowitz would be all in for Trump money on this now. I guess money's a good motivator. I mean, they did say too. that Trump has spent what? $163 million on golfing at his own places. So I mean, he's got a lot of money in his pocket now. Yeah. Just, he's so fucking corrupt. I don't, I, I think just, there's not enough people who give a shit about politics and it's yeah. going to be a really rude awakening for way too many people who haven't been paying attention to a lot of this stuff for very long. Like, I think they said something like it was like the president has spent like the president doesn't take a salary. He's donating it all, but yet he's spent <laughs> 200 and like 50 some odd years worth of presidential salary on golfing at his own fucking places. Yeah. Yeah. Just paying himself to golf yep. and, and have all of the staff there that need to attend to him and, and, secret and making and, them pay as well, which is going into his fucking pocket. Yep. Yep. It's a great system we've developed so far that the Republicans don't want to seem to hold anybody I mean, to account for. If the owner of Chick-fil-A became president and said, you can only eat at Chick-fil-A during my entire presidency, be like, wait, so we're just spending money at your establishments that doesn't seem right <laughs> yeah, that, that seems wrong sir <laughs> that's the way we're doing things now <laughs> fuck <laughs> all right we got more coming up we're going to be talking about more uh local utah stuff that Ooh, that yeah. is that has also been very aggravating for me this week uh -oh. a lot of people viewed it as very good news and i think it's not quite so good and we'll explain why on the other yeah. side of this little break
Hi, this is Regina Tippetts. I'm a licensed professional counselor. You can find me at Secular Therapy Project or rctcounseling.com. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Ah, middle-aged American male fragility. You know why they're called baby boomers, right? Because the tiniest little pinprick to their ego and boom, they become babies. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Hey, Ryan. Hi, Dan. You remember last week when we talked about poop a lot? Yeah. Apparently, some people didn't like that very much. But they thought it was funny. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if it was just the poop talk that turned people off at the opening of the show <laughs> and then they didn't listen to the rest, but like not many people sent us a message at all for no. to claim a prize. So, uh, so you'll just have to know that if you didn't send us a message because you didn't listen to the episode, you missed out on potentially winning a fabulous prize. Yeah. Maybe we'll have another prize drawing here in the next little while. We'll do another one very soon. Probably next week we'll do another drawing. We'll, we'll have another, another giveaway of stuff that we have here for peoples. Um, but we also talked last week about these awesome condom wrappers that, that had all these, Kitsy little sayings on them. Toss the jello salad. You into sex. Explore Utah's caves. This is the place. Enjoy your mountain. All that, all that good stuff on yeah. the condoms. And the the governor had said he thought they were yanked. inappropriate. <laughs> we're not going to give these to people, are we? Well, they can't be seen. People are going to be putting their sinning sticks into other people with with these silly sayings on it. That's just unreasonable. They're going to be. They're going to look at this, making fun of Utah. Then fuck. <laughs> so apparently, somebody gathered a collection of all of the condoms. Not yeah. not all of them in total, but you know, well, they got one a, of a, each of the things. A set of thirteen, and has put that out on eBay. The opening bid for it was two hundred fifty dollars yesterday. Yeah, and with two days almost three days still left in the in the auction the price for them is now at one thousand twenty five dollars yeah. for 13 condoms them some expensive <laughs> fucking that's some very expensive condoms you got there but the person who put this up said that they will be donating all of them i think i know who it is maybe we should try to get oh. them on the show sometime um but uh yeah, they, they will be donating all of it uh, to charity, all of the proceeds from this to charity. So just wanted to give you that little follow-up, and maybe I'll talk to that person it, and see if they want to come and talk about it. Okay. That should be fun, if so. Um, the main story that I wanted to talk about tonight yeah. is how happy everybody is that the state of Utah has become the latest state to ban conversion therapy for LGBTQ people. 18 years and younger. Which is good. It is good. That's a, that's a good thing. It, But they need to make it so that it's banned. Yeah. Yeah. There are obvious problems with this that we will discuss at the end of this article. This comes to us from NPR. Uh, it says, Utah has become the 19th and most conservative state in the U.S. to ban conversion therapy for minors. The widely discredited practice aimed at changing a patient's sexual orientation or gender identity is now formally barred in the state after the new rule took effect late Tuesday. A spokesperson for Republican Governor Gary Herbert, Herbert, who directed licensing regulators to make the change, confirmed the move to NPR on Wednesday. Quote, we want to thank the governor, Herbert. 
We want to thank Governor Herbert and not the Governor Herbert <laughs> and his administration for not allowing this issue to be politicized. Mm. Troy Williams, the executive director of Equality Utah, said at a Wednesday news conference celebrating the news. He saw how polarizing this was becoming, and he made the decision to allow science to prevail over politics. He kept his word to the LGBTQ community, and we are deeply grateful to him. So I'm going to stop that at that point in the story right now just to say that I think a lot of this, a lot of the celebratory announcements around all of this are all just part of Troy's ego and Equality Utah wanting to step in uh, yet again and, and claim the saviors. Yeah. Claim that they've done this great thing for citizens of Utah in accepting table scraps and crumbs from the religious majority who dominates most fucking everything here. Yeah. And it is certainly a step in the right direction. I don't, I don't want anybody to think that I don't think this is a good thing because I do think it is a good thing, but it is also in a way a very bad thing. And, it, and, and, a way, there are ways in which this will be abused and will basically make this new rule null and void null and void yeah it's it's going to be nothing it's window dressing mm -hmm. it's it's something you know it's like i said it's the governor feeding table scraps to Equality Utah and then Equality Utah standing up and going we're so awesome we're so yeah. great look at what we do send us some more money and it's not really all that fantastic. And we'll explain why in just a moment here. First, uh, on with the rest of the story, it says there are some key exceptions. The ban does not apply to clergy, religious counselors, parents or grandparents, so long as they're not acting as psychologists. Mm -hmm. And therein the problem lies. Story continues and says, and says still the rule exists. A simple fact that for a long time was far from insured. An attempt to get a ban passed in the state legislature collapsed last year after conservative lawmakers amended the bill so extensively that by the time it received committee approval, even its sponsor, Representative Craig Hall, had effectively disowned it. The measure stalled in the, House, in the state House of Representatives. So Herbert requested that the, that the state regulators review and propose new rules concerning the practice. I certainly have concerns about some of the abuse that I've heard talked about, but I'm not a psychologist. Herbert said during a news conference last June when he announced his request, this is not my background. I'm going to rely upon the experts to tell us what should be done or not be done or how it should be done. Which he still wouldn't listen to. Yeah. Well, and it's great that he would say that. But in, do it. But he, of course, is not actually going to do it. A host of medical professionals, including the American Psychiatric Association, the American Psychological Association, and the American Academy of Pediatrics, has outright rejected conversion therapy as futile and destructive. And they did that before he made those remarks. Yeah. And yeah. let's just say that those groups are the experts. <laughs> <laughs> LGBTQ young people are already significantly more likely to attempt suicide than their heterosexual peers. But according to researchers at San Francisco State University, rates of attempted suicide among LGBTQ youth more than double when parents try to change their sexual orientation. And those, tr those rates triple when parents and therapists and religious leaders try to do so. It was a lot of messaging of like, the way you're right now is problematic and people will not like you or accept you the way you are, which as a 16-year-old, that's the last thing you need to hear from adults. Nathan Daly, a student at the University of Utah and an outspoken conversion therapy survivor, told Nicole Nixon of member station KUER on Wednesday, Here. I'm really happy to hear that 
youth are protected from this practice and that families in the future will not have to deal with the effects of conversion therapy, Dally added. It's hard to deal with, it's hard to address, it's hard to talk about, and it's hard to heal from. Still, critics feel confident the law ma- that lawmakers will push back on the move, which largely implements changes that conservative legislators, legislators sought to stifle. I'm sure something will be done, Gail Ruzica, president of the conservative Utah Eagle Forum, told the Salt Lake Tribune. Fuck her. For now, at least, the new rule vaults Utah into some unlikely company. Currently, 18 other states in the District of Columbia ban conversion therapy for minors, and the lawmaking bodies of all but a few have Democratic majorities. Utah is the only state with such a ban where Republicans control the governor's mansion and both houses of the state legislature. So that is good for Utah. I mean, it's... But I, they, they put an out in it. Yeah, I think I think Utah is a weird mix of things, right? It's It's a very, very red state. Yeah. But very Lake, gerrymandered. Yeah. But Salt Lake County also is a very, very blue county. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I think overall, when you look at probably uh, as a percentage of population, Utah is more blue than it is red. Yeah. Because of the, of the blue Democratic base that we have in Salt Lake County. But it, the county itself has been so gerrymandered that it basically negates all of that. It's amazing how much of uh, the Salt Lake County's voting populace dips down into Provo. Yeah. <laughs> which is a different county. Yeah, which is, for for districting purposes, is a little it's strange. Fucking it's fucking weird. Super, super gerrymandered. Like, there's all of these little spikes that just steal chunks away from Salt Lake County from these other more rural, very deep red yeah. counties in the state. Um, But I think as a populace, Utah... You know, the the total population, if you were to just poll the total population, I think we would probably be more purple or even blue than, than, our, yeah. than Utah's voting record. If on most we were blue, it'd only be slightly blue. Yeah. And a lot of that is due to the very large LGBTQ population that we have here in the state Yeah, who are primarily uh, focused in Salt Lake City and mm-hmm. Salt Lake County in particular. And so that's why a large part of the state is so blue. And I think overall it's more blue and becoming more blue all of the time. And so we do get things like this. You know, we, we get uh, marriage equality passed here yeah. in Utah before anybody thought it was going to happen through the work of Mark Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, we get this bill passed, you know, or not even this bill passed, but the governor laying down this rule. But they also have to placate the dominant faith tradition here in the state of Utah and kiss the LDS church's ring and basically say, well, this is what we'd like. Is that okay? Well, we can, we can make exceptions for you so you don't have to follow the rules. Yeah. Everybody else will have to follow the rules, but you don't have to. As long as you're not pretending you're a therapist, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. So the thing that bothered me most about this, this new rule change is, yeah, it's great that they're, ostensibly wanting to ban conversion therapy for minors. But there's one key word in that. Huh. Therapy. And ostensibly. <laughs> well, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, they can make it, they can have, the LDS church can set up a conversion camp. <laughs> well, and, where that, no and that's therapists just it. It's like, so in, in looking, you know, I went and I actually read the, the rules section in the Utah code that, that talks about this. And from, from the document from the state, it says, quote, in section R156-60-502, 
The proposed amendments to this section add to the definition of unprofessional conduct, providing conversion therapy to a patient or client who is younger than 18 years old, and specify that this definition does not apply to a clergy member or religious counselor who is acting substantially in a pastoral or religious capacity and not in the capacity of a mental health therapist or to a parent or grandparent who is a mental health therapist and who is acting substantially in the capacity of a parent or grandparent and not in the capacity of a mental health therapist. Yeah. So when you look at that, can you, can you tell me a group that is not religiously based that seeks to that seeks to foist conversion therapy on anybody? No. I can't think of any organization, any group, any person really who thinks that conversion therapy is a good thing and should be used and isn't debunked quackery that isn't religious. Yeah. Most of those like conversion therapy camps that were set up seem like they were just trying to beat Jesus into their fucking heads. Yeah. So it's, it's all religiously motivated and this new rule just says, Okay, the only people who can still do it are religious people. Who are the only fucking, fucking people, people who are doing, doing it. it in the first place? <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, it's it it's f- fucking maddening to me when I see everybody celebrating this as a big win for everybody and it's like, okay, well, who is it really going to help? Is it is it actually it's, going to help somebody? No. And and I would say I mean, arguably, if it saves even one life, it's worth it, right? It's it's a good thing that it that it probably will help save at least a few people, but it's not going to help the bulk of the people that it that was set out to actually be affected by it. And so, when I see people like Troy Williams in Equality Utah going out and saying we're so great and we we did such a good thing and this is going to be wonderful, for whom? Who is this going to benefit when the people who enact this bullshit? type of quackery are all religious zealots anyway. That's the only fucking group that does this kind of thing. And you've just told them they can continue doing it. So who is going to, who's going, who is this going to stop and who is this going to benefit? And I, I don't know the answers to those. And I don't think that anybody has really taken the time to think about that, to ask anybody, even like Troy Williams. Well, did you see what's coming on the heels of this? No. What? Uh, Utah also wants to move to ban uh people who are transgender under the age of 18 from getting any uh like if you are female and you want to transition to male mm-hmm. and you are under 18 or if you, you were assi- if you were assigned whatever yeah. sex at birth and you want to transition yeah. you you are not allowed to go on a hormone therapy <sighs> yep it's they're, they want to make it illegal to do hormone therapy for for kids under 18 that want to transition mm. yep yep which, okay, you're, you're accountable to God and for a, your sins and can spend eternity in hell or outer darkness for rejecting that. But apparently you don't know what to do with your own body enough. When it comes to your immortal soul, you're responsible enough, but not for your temporal body that's, yeah. you know, on a, on a eternal, on an eternal timeline is nothing. It's less than a blink of an eye, but that's more important apparently. It's, it's one of those indicators to me that I can look at people who say shit like that and go, okay, well, you don't really believe you just hope you hope there's a God and you're afraid that there might be because you're an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) And of all the transgender people I have met and I've talked to, I have never met one that has said, no, I didn't realize I wasn't feeling comfortable in my body until I was like 30. Yeah. They all 
have this very similar stories to being like, yeah, when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't feel like I fit in. Like, I didn't know like what was going on and it just didn't feel like me. Like I was more comfortable doing this, but I couldn't do that. I'm like, yeah, they, well, and people I mean, know at a young age. And that aligns. And I know, you know, it's nowhere near what, what trans people have to go through, but it aligns with a lot of what I hear from atheists, for example, that, you know, I just, I never really believed. It didn't make much sense to me. It seemed weird. And but I don't I, know how I to vocalize really, it. Yeah. I didn't fit in with anybody. And then I learned about atheists and atheism and I was like, oh, well, that's me. It's a thing. Yeah. And if you are, if you grow up anywhere that's very religious and are trying to get you to go through conversion therapy or tell you that there's something wrong and broken inside yeah. you that needs to be fixed and you don't know. I mean, you don't know what you don't know, right? So you yeah. don't know. You've never heard of trans people or, mm -hmm. or transitioning or, you know, that the gender you were assigned at birth may not align with how you feel inside. You may not even know that you have that an that's issue. What is the problem? Yeah. Right. But I just lost my train of thought, but, but it, I mean, if you don't know something, then you can't identify with that thing. So as more people learn it, you know, like you said, when later on in life, when they learn more facts and go, Oh, Oh, that wait, trans is a thing. Like that, I didn't, is... I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Oh, sure. Oh, well that so perfectly fits my circumstances and how I feel about things. And Oh my gosh, now it's like a light bulb has gone on and I can start working toward what I now recognize as who I am. Yeah. And I don't think when people, some people will say maybe like, well, why are there so many more like transgender and so many more gay people nowadays? There used to not be this many people like that. Like, no, there motherfucker, were, <laughs> there were, they just had zero representation. Uh, they didn't want to express it because it was looked as a, on, upon as a bad thing. And for a while there, if you were gay, you could fucking go to jail. Yeah. I was just reading a news article today about a guy who they're trying to get him pardoned from going to jail in the fucking sixties for being homosexual in Texas. Yep. And then people say, well, there wasn't this many people around doing that kind of stuff back in the day. And right. now, now all these, all these liberal, these liberal people in their PC brigades come along and now everybody's trans and everybody's bi. No, people were before. They just didn't know it was an option because you had suppressed them their yeah. entire lives. And made it illegal to be themselves. Yeah. It's not that these the people didn't exist. It's yeah. that they were afraid to let anybody know they existed because of people like you who are being assholes. I mean, we still have a problem nowadays with people being victimized for being gay or trans. Yep. But back in like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, it could have been life or death depending on where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To I come mean, out. I'm sure most people have heard of Matthew Shepard. Yeah. And, in Wyoming, that was only what, that was, that's probably about 20 years ago. Yeah. And unfortunately there are thousands of people who are victimized or killed that we don't hear about. Yeah. Well, even today you come out as, I think it's more accepting to be gay than it is trans right now still. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So definitely people that are trans, depending on where you're at, yeah, it's, it might not be fucking safe for you to come out and be like, yeah, I'm. I'm trans. To yeah. in, I'm not saying like in Saudi Arabia or fucking some other country. I'm saying in the fucking U.S. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. And so if it's a listener, I apologize that I can't remember it was you who said it. But I, I noticed somebody posted or made a post on Facebook that I thought that's perfect. They And it was basically just that they said, I've come to understand now that 
the people I don't like are the people I don't feel safe around. Yeah. And transitioning, transitioning that line of thought in my own head has made things so much more clear for me and has made things so much easier to let go of people that I don't like. And it's because I don't feel safe around them. I think I actually saw that same post on Facebook. So we oh, must, yeah? both of us must be friends with that same person. <laughs> Unfortunately, we probably share hundreds of friends in common. Yeah. Yeah. So I, but I can't remember exactly who it was. So if it was you, I apologize that I don't remember that it was you specifically. But I think we're running out of time here this evening. So we'll wrap things up. Oh, is there anything else that we needed to? Did, did we want to do that cancer one real quick? The cancer one. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because I thought that was this. This ends off. It, it's more. Like possibly good news on how science is fucking hopefully killing it by accident. Yes. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan found the story comes to us from BBC news, uh, says immune discovery may treat all cancer. And immediately my skeptic alarm bells start going off because cancer isn't just one thing. There are several different types of cancer. Which is why when I looked at it, I looked in a few different news sources. And when I found it from BBC and I, this came from over in Europe, I'm like, well, I trust this. More specific than I source trust. <laughs> than this. Yeah, this isn't from natural news or anything like that. Uh, it says a newly discovered part of our immune system could be harnessed to treat all cancers, say scientists. The Cardiff University team discovered a method of killing prostate, breast, lung, and other cancers in lab tests. The findings, published in Nature Immuno Immunology, have not been tested in patients, but the researchers say they have enormous potential. Experts said that although the work was still at an early stage, it was very exciting. What have they found? Some good shit. Our immune system is our body's natural defense against infection, but it also attacks cancerous cells. When, si I'm sorry, when the scientists were looking for unconventional and previously undiscovered ways, the immune system naturally attacks tumors. What they found was a T cell inside people's blood. This is an immune cell that can scan the body to assess whether there is a threat that needs to be eliminated. The difference is this one could attack a wide range of cancers. There's a chance here to treat every patient, researcher Professor Andrew Sewell told the BBC. He added, previously nobody believed this could be possible. It raises the prospect of a one-size-fits-all cancer treatment, a single type of T-cell that could be capable of destroying many different types of cancers across the population. How does it work? Like this. T-cells have receptors on their surface that allow them to, quote, see at a chemical level. The Cardiff team discovered a T cell and its receptor that could find and kill a wide range of cancerous cells in the lab, including lung, skin, blood, colon, breast, bone, prostate, ovarian, kidney, and cervical cancer cells. That's a lot. Crucially, it left normal tissues untouched. Exactly how it does this is still being explored. This particular T cell receptor interacts with a molecule called MR1, which is on the surface of every cell in the human body. It is thought MR1 is flagging the distorted metabolism going on inside a cancerous cell to the immune system. Quote, we are the first to describe a T cell that finds MR1 in cancer cells that hasn't been done before. This is the first of its kind, research fellow Gary Dalton told the BBC. Why is this significant? Because it kills shit. <laughs> T cell cancer therapies already exist in already exist and the development of cancer immunotherapy has been one of the most exciting advances in the field the most famous ex uh, the most famous example is car t a living drug made by genetically engineering a patient's t cells to seek out and destroy cancer 
CAR-T can have dramatic results that transform some patients from being terminally ill to being in complete remission. However, the approach is highly specific and works in only a limited number of cancers where there is a clear target to train the T-cells to spot, and it has struggled to have any success in solid cancers, those that form tumors rather than blood cancers such as leukemia. The researchers say their T-cell receptor could lead to a universal cancer treatment. Well, how would that work in practice? (laughs) (laughs) The idea is that a blood sample would be taken from a cancer patient. Their T-cells would be extracted and then genetically modified, so they were reprogrammed to make the cancer-finding receptor. The upgraded cells would be grown in vast quantities in the laboratory and then put back into the patient. It is the same process used to make CAR-T therapies. However, the research has been tested only in animals and on cells in the laboratory, and more safety checks would be needed before human trials could start. Because we don't want what was the what was the show with Will Smith where um, he was a doctor who found the cure for cancer and oh, it ended yeah. up turning people uh, into zombies. We don't Omega, want that. the Omega Man remake. Yes. Was it Omega Man? Well, Omega Man was the original film with Charlton Heston, and they did a remake of it with Will Smith, and they yeah. gave it a different name. And I can't remember. Uh, nope, can't remember. I can't remember. What it was I can either. picture. I can picture his image on the movie poster, but I can't remember the name of the movie. And the crazy dogs. Yeah. What do the experts say? Lucia Mori and Gennaro Delibero from University of Basel in Switzerland said the research had great potential, but was at too early a stage to say it would work in all cancers. Quote, we are very excited about the immunological functions of this new T-cell population and the potential use of their TCRs in tumor tumor cell therapy, they said. Daniel Davis, a professor of immunology immunology (laughs) at the University of Manchester, said, at the moment, this is very basic research and not close to actual medicines for patients. There is no question that it's very exciting discovery, both for advancing our basic knowledge about the immune system and for the possibility of future new medicines. So that is exciting. It? This, I thought it was pretty, pretty cool. It's like a new discovery and one that could potentially uh, change a lot of people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Well, that'll wrap things up for us this evening. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon oh, supporters. Yeah. That would be Alan Firth, Christy Kalbach, Gatheus, L- Stephen Andrews, Let Them Eat Kofefe, Two Skeptical Chaps, Vanessa, Don't Be a Richard, Nico Gonzalez, Ali Olson, Utah Outcast, Wesley Aaron, Jeremy Goodson, Brandy Hamrick, Megan Kennedy, Jeff Peterson, Arthur Gishwind, Megan Mitchell, Janet Uter, Savita Kuna, Andrew Vodapich, Taylor Grin, Purple Dragon, Captain Sample, Freethinker215, and Moses Islak support the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and Corey Ebert. Thank you all so very, very, yeah. very, very much. We love you. Yes, we do. And so we'll have another drawing next week. And so until next week, crucify false bans on bullshit therapies. Leave a review if you have found your glasses laying in bed. And rate the show five times a day toward no more poop shows.